Sorry, so we were, we were discussing last week Ba'arichos, the Indian of Eskash Sadiqim. We were discussing the concept based on, and again, this came up very Agav and Perik Beis, so it wasn't really the purpose of Perik Beis. And again, as we said, there's many, many Yisaitis that come up in the Sefer, in the Sefer Tanya that are, seem to be Agav, but give us a tremendous amount of uh, Yudias and knowledge in terms of understanding the whole, the whole Marach of everything that we need to understand life in general. And one of the things that he spoke to us in Perik Beis was about the concept of once we, once we understand that there's a hierarchy of Neshamas, that not all neshamas are created equal, that the neshamas which come from Atsilos, the neshamas which come from Bria and Yitzira, and Asiya, so maybe we can understand the concept of what it means to be Davak to a Tzadik, what it means to Skashas Tzadik, and we understand that concept that the same way in every body, all parts of the body are connected to the Rosh, so Mamela, we understand that it works the same way in the, in the body called Klal Yisrael, that there's also all the neshamas are connected to the Rosh, and Mamela, we're able to understand why it's, it's an Indian, not just not just from the Baal Shem Tev and on, but it's an Indian, like we'll see in, the, in a second in the Gemara, that the Gemara says, because it's the same thing. The Reish the, the, the is someone who's there, as we spoke about last week, is there as a vehicle and as a, as a, as a conduit to be able to bring the Shechina down here. And that's what we said last week that the Baal Tani speaks this out. The first, a little bit later, that that Markava just means Pashat, a chariot. A chariot has no mind of its own. The horse has a mind of its own. The rider has a mind of its own. The chariot is the one part of that equation that has no mind of its own. It just goes wherever the horse and the rider want to take it. That's what it means to be an Av. That's what it means to be somebody who's a Rosh. It's somebody who's a total Merkava. Somebody who has no mind of their own. The Vir is a conduit. The Vir is a Tzinur to bring down the Rabbani Shalom's Shechina down here. And the Melo, when a person attaches themselves to a Tzadik, attaches themselves to the Tzadik, the Tzadik is Elam. So automatically a person is attaching himself to a higher level of his Galus of the Rabbani Shalom in this world. And of course, Again, we reiterated this a few times this week. Of course, every individual, every yachid is capable of, ret- of attaching himself to the Rabbanu Shalom by himself. And that's why there's many, many stories of Sipurit Tzadikim where Tzadikim felt that the person was misunderstanding what the point was. And they were putting too much faith and too much amun in the Rebbe. And they said, you know, you know there's a Maisa. They say it over different Rebbe's. But, you know, with one of the Tamidah Shemta that somebody came and somebody says, you know, Rebbe, I need Yeshua, I need Yeshua, I need Yeshua. He said, it's going to cost you. You want a Yeshua, it's going to cost you. So he said, okay, what's it going to cost? You know, I'll give it pity. And he said, no, it's going to cost you, you know, 10,000 rubles to get, a, to, to get this Yeshua. They're waiting for kids. He said, 10,000 rubles for, you know, to get the Yeshua. So the wife told the husband, she said, forget it. What, what do we need the Rebbe for? So we'll go, we'll go down to Rabbanu Shem ourselves. What do we need the Rebbe? He said, oh, he said, that's exactly. If you understand that Nakuda, if you understand that point and you don't think that I'm the one who can bring the Yeshua, it's the Rabbanu Shem, then I could do it for free. But it's, uh, he wanted to make sure that there's no... There's none of this toys that a person starts thinking, okay, wait, it's, the Re- it's not the Rebbe, it's the Rabbanu Shalom. Of course, it's the Rabbanu Shalom. However, when you understand, and that's what we spoke about last week, that the Tzadik is battle, and Tzadik is a merkava for the Shechina, so when I go down my Kivir Tzadikim, when I talk to live Tzadikim, it's all, it's all under the same guise of the Rabbanu Shalom. There are ways to be able to be Megalak Fait Shemayim in this world in a great way. And when I attach myself to those Tzadikim, I'm able to have a Shaykhis, a greater Shaykhis to a greater Zgalas of Fait Shemayim down here in this world. It's just interesting, I just mentioned this by the Basayin Suda. This week, that you find, you find in general, uh, we're not going to talk about Barichas because I told him, if I if we don't finish Parag Base today, I think I'm going to stop coming to, things going to stop coming to the share. I think. So if we uh, ju- just it, it, in general, the two mahalchem for tzaddikim, there's a, there's a, there's a mahalchem for tzaddik which is which is the roish and perhaps the roish and acts like the roish, and there's a, and there's a mahalchem for tzaddik which is totally batal mufatal, where, where there is no roish v'chlal. It's a kind gadol and a melech. There's two different ways of. We we'll have to talk about it another time. Barichas is two different ways of of of. Being mashpia, two different ways of uh, of anhaga of a, of a manig of somebody's a manig. One's kain gadol, one's and one's a melech. One of them's supposed to be there with a certain amount of shlita, a certain amount of prominence, a certain amount of you know reish, reish aspect of reish where they 
prof, the Rosh, and everybody attached them to the Rosh. And then there's an aspect of where the Tzaddik is totally batal, mavatal. There's no, you, you see the Tzaddik and you realize that there's no zichtir bechlal. There's no, there's no yeshis bechlal. It's total, total bittal. And then also, that's what we're talking about the Basayin, that the whole Indian of the Basayin is total bittal. You, you learn through the Sefer Basayin, talks about one thing, achnal, bittal, anava, shiflas. That's again and again and again and again. But every partial, I can't say every piece, but it's a major, major theme in the Masayin. And Mamela, everybody feels connected to somebody who has no yeshus. So again, every child expects something like that. And the Reish, even when the Reish proves the Reish, and he's sitting there, you know, in a big, in a big, uh, you know, with a big kvutsa, and people are surrounding him, and there's Gabayim, and there's Escalades, and there's, you know, Prenches, and everyone's there. Ultimately, it's not about him. Ultimately, the Tzaddik understands that he's totally a bottle of a to the Rabbanishon. And all he's there to do is to be able to be a cover for the Shekhinah, and to be able to allow people that are, you know, connected to his Shavish Anashama to be able to attach themselves more to the Rabbanishon. That's ultimately ultimately the purpose, but it's, you know, it's just two different ways of unhugging. There's the Reish, or in a, in a way, Bittal, but either way, the goal is ultimately Kvayt Just two Nikudas, two very, very, very quick Nikudas. To speak out, I just want to clarify from last week, is that first of all, you know, a few people asked me afterwards, so you know, I mentioned that, that one, of the di- one of the differences between, you know, Talmud-Rebbe relationship versus Chassid-Rebbe relationship is that a Talmud-Rebbe relationship is based on the knowledge that you're receiving from them, and a chassid rebbe relationship is based on the neshama connection. It's, it's a metzias, it's a neshama. It, neshamas are connected to other people. The, the neshama of a tzaddik, of a rav, of a mashpia, of a rosh hashiva, th- that neshama is connected to the neshamas that are connected to him. That's a metzias. It's not totally in the amount of Torah that you hear from him. It's not totally in the amount of shmuzin. It's not totally in the aces. It's a metzias. It's a neshama. The same way a husband and a wife, it's not just the external things. Those are nice. Those help create the relationship in, a, in an external way. But ultimately, it's your plot gufa without, without your wife. Ultimately, you're, you're part of one Hashem you created as one Hashem and split apart. So it's the same thing with the Tzaddik and a Tzaddik and a Chassid. Just to, re, just to clarify, that doesn't mean, Chalila, I don't mean to say that a Litvish Rosh Hashiva you know, has, any, has any less of a skashas to his Talmidim than a Chassidish Rebbe. But just the way, the way that it's viewed sometimes is, oh, I'm connected to this Rebbe because I like his Torah. Really, what's taking place is that, you, of course, you like his Torah, but ultimately, there's something deeper taking place underneath the surface as well. Ultimately, there's discussions of neshamas that are taking place. Now, there's a lavush, the way that it comes out, the way that it expresses itself is, oh, I like this shir, or I like this, you know, I, I like his mahalachan learning, I like his etzis, but those are lavushim. But ultimately, it has to do with something which is deeper than that, which is the neshama connection. So it has nothing to do with chesidish or litvish, obviously. This is, we're just, we gave that as an example just to try to clarify that this discussion has nothing to do with uh, nothing to do with anything practical. It's it's a metzias, the metzias of two neshamas that are coming together. If you don't go to share, you still have a shakis to the rabbi. If if you collect on the level of neshama, yeah, collect on the level of neshama. Now that, and that's the second point. That that's that's much the second point I wanted to get to. Even though even though it's the level of neshama, but you have to do things to be able to strengthen that. So okay, I'm connected to I'm connected to a tzaddik. I'm connected to the rosh. I'm the, I'm the toenail, but I'm connected to the rosh. Yeah, but you have to do something the same way a husband and a wife. Even though there's an neshama connection, but if you just leave it at that, it, the marriage is not going to be very great. So in a tzaddik, in a tzaddik, you know, Talmud, a chassid rebbe, a rosh hashiva Talmud relationship. Also, there are things that a person can do and a person needs to do in order to strengthen that relationship. That's what we'll get to in a second. That the the rosham that are snagged against that relationship. And I'm snagging against that rebel. We'll have the relationship anyways, because ultimately he's a tzaddik yisrael oylem, and ultimately he's the makar and he's the roish. And ultimately, if they're in the, anywhere under the roish, they're automatically getting their shefa through him. However, however, they don't get it in a way which is direct. When a person is mevatel himself, and a person machni himself, and a person says, "Okay, I have somebody that I recognize is larger than me, bigger than me, and I'm going to them to be makabel from them," so mamelo that that attaches a person in a greater way, and that's through learning a person's Torah, learning a tzaddik's Torah. That's how you can have a kesha to a tzaddik that's not alive. You learn a tzaddik's Torah, you go to the you go to the kever of a tzaddik, 
where there's a chelik of his neshama that's still there even after tzaddik memisas and kareem chaim. There are ways that a person can actualize it and, and be involved in that connection. A person sees the tzaddik. That also, there's a concept, you know, Rachman talks about in Torah Dalad of Reis Pnei Tzaddik. Pasha, looking at the face of a tzaddik, even if he's not saying anything to you, even if it's not, Pasha, looking at the face of a tzaddik. There's a concept, and it's important that a person also strengthens that, but a person has to know that at the makar, at the source, really it's an Ashama connection. And then there's external things which is necessary to do in order to strengthen that, in order to bring it out, in order to make it more real, in order to make the, the, the shefa come down in a way which is more direct as opposed to an indirect way, but ultimately it's something which happens in the there, there were, there were rabbis, you know, from, from Tamidi Baal Shem Tov, that the Pasha didn't speak. At the Varker, he was known as a silent rabbi. Pasha didn't say Torah. But every week people came, people came with a tish, and didn't say any Torah. I said, Pal Dekzak, so what do you buy tish for? So if you buy tish because you want to hear Torah from the rabbi, he's not, not that he's saying Torah, he's not saying anything. There's nothing being said, right? Even, uh, you know, I mentioned about Rav Shaila. Rav Shaila used to also, he didn't say Torah. Shaila used to, there's, we have no Torah from Rav Shaila. Besides a few like vitzes that he made, like Vertlach that he made on, on the fact that he was, you know, Rosin the Rosin. There's a few like things that we know like that, that from Reb Shaila. He used to read Naimel Melech, you know, word for word, not with any Pshatim, not with any Purushim, and give Shirim on it. So, so what are you going to the Rebbe for? What, what, what are you gaining from a Rebbe that's not saying anything? There's something deeper than that. There's something beyond that, which is the Neshama connection that a person has. And the Melo, yeah, being in close proximity physically to the person will also connect me to the person more. And again, this is, the, it's at its core. It's a Neshama connection, but ultimately there's something bigger than that. That's, I think, Ad Khan, our, uh, our Dibun from last week. Yeah? Clear? Again, it's, it's like Dizzy said, it's the, we're scratching the surface of a very, very, very large sugya, but... Mitzvah Shem will be here for many, many years to come. I don't just mean the time you share, and Mitzvah will have the concept, will have the capability to talk about this by many, many, uh, many, Yerzeh uh, Tzudism and many other, many other, many other uh, occasions, because this is one of, one of the Yisaitis in, in uh, Teresa Balshemtev. And again, it's something, it's not from the Balshemtev, we'll see in a second, it's from the Gemara, but it's something which can be misunderstood and is sometimes misunderstood as, you know, like an Amtsai, and that's what we spoke at the Chuf and Chesam Sefer last week about this, not Amtsai, we're part of one Gof, we're all here going into know the Rabbanish together. So he says in the bottom, Ramesh at the last, the last word on, uh, on page 12. Now, based on everything that, we that we've said so far, it's now very self, uh, self-understood what Chazal mean when they say that a person should be dovak to the Rabbanish Shalom. Shekhar, Frekti, Gemara, the Gemara, they ask, so you can be dovak to the Rabbanish Shalom, the Rabbanish Shalom is an Eish, the is an Eish, the Rabbanish is a fire. A person that's dovak to the Rabbanish Shalom will get totally consumed by the Shechina. Zakti Gemara, what's the Teretz? The Teretz is, she'll call a Dovak. B'tamar Chacha, ma'alav akasav kilo nidvak b'shechina mamash. Somebody who's Dovak to a Tamar Chacha, it says, ilu ki ilu. He was, he was Dovak to the shechina mamash. So of course, Dvekas to the Rabbanish himself, the Rabbanish himself is an Eish. It's, it's, it's difficult and impossible for a person to connect to the shechina itself. So what are the, what are the ways, that, one of the, what, what is the way that a person can be ulu dovka ba'i, a person can be Dovak to the Rabbanish Shalom, kala Dovak b'tamar Chacham, those three chalakim to the neshama, which we'll talk about a little bit more in Paragimel, what those three chalakim are, the nefesh, ruach, and neshama, those three chalakim of the neshama shall amia aretz, of the simple, simplistic people, um yechedes ba'mohusen arishen, um yechedes in the mohus arishen, which means where they came from, which is the chachma, the rabbanishim, like we started at the beginning of Parag Beis, that it's, it's that, that thing, which is called a chalak alikai mal mamish, but what, um, that he brought that at the beginning of Perak Beis, 
For what you it's all the same thing. And the mela that alma aretz, which is mamish like you know what we'll call what he calls the, the toenail, push it all the way in the bottom of that hierarchy of neshamas. By him being davak to a talmud chacham, automatically will allow him to be davak to his sheirish, where it comes from, which is the mayach, which is the roish, and then the mela will attach him in a greater way to the mayach of the av, which in this mashal in this nimshal is the rabbanu shalom melech malchem lachem. That's what he said so far. Now the obvious question is that the word the word the gemara uses is, is a little bit odd. What does the Gemara use? Kaladavak, betamar chacham. Is it Torah knowledge based, or is it tzaddik based? If if again, if it's davak to betamar chacham, betamar chacham is always the term that's used not to refer to somebody who is a who's, who's you know a, a chassid a tzaddik. It's referring to somebody who has a lot of Torah knowledge. But I, we just explained now and we explained last week that it's not about the Torah knowledge that the person knows. It's about something more than that. So what what do we mean when we use the term talmud chacham kaladavak? And again, it also sounds like. It has to do with, I would say, if I read the Gemara simply, Davak to Tamar Chacham means learn his Torah. Right? That, that, that's, you want to be Davak to a Tamar, you want to be Davak to, you know, to Chaim Briska. How do you be Davak to Chaim Briska? Open up a Grachal Shas, open up a Grachal Rambam, I'm going to learn it. Otherwise, how are you going to be Davak to, you want to be Davak to, uh, you know, to Chaim Kinevsky. So learn his Torah. Don't take, you know, don't go to him and take a picture and, and post it. That's not how you Davak to him. Obviously, you have to learn from him. But then the Baltani writes, Ki al yidei dveik v'tamachacham, kshuiz nefesh v'chanesham shal amaya aretz. So we're talking about Amaratzim and they're Davak to a Tamachacham. But a Tamachacham's homahos is Torah. And that's, that's, that's what people can be davaktim. So what does he mean when he uses the term Tamachacham and that says the Amaris is davaktim? So it's interesting to know that the Baltanya in, uh, in, in, in Lakute Torah explains in his, in his Mamarim on, on Parsha, Lakute Torah Parsha explains what, a, what, what the term Tamachacham is. We know when we think of Tamachacham as somebody who's very learned. Now, if we translate the words, it's not what it means, right? But what does Tamachacham mean? Talmud means he's a student of Chacham. Who's the Chacham? And if he's a Tzaddik, then he's not a Talmud of a Chacham. He is the Chacham. Right? So the word Talmud Chacham, so those that say, you know, the Chesid Shabshat is like the, you know, maybe it's a Musrib Shah. The Talmud Chacham means that even though he's a Chacham, he's constantly a Talmud. He realizes they've never reached Lamos, and he's, you know, he's always a Talmud. He's always working to gain more. But, but it's a funny term to use for somebody who's, and again, over here we're talking about the Talmud Chacham of the Dur. So who is he a Talmud of? So he writes the following. Writes, a Talmud Chacham, and again, we have a little bit of understanding what this means because we, you know, we're two prokham into Tanya, that when we talk about Chacham and Chachma, we don't just mean more Torah knowledge. What we mean is Chachma. That the same way we said that every Neshama is sourced in that place, which is called the Chachma of the Rabbanisham, which is the highest part of the Rabbanisham that we can discuss, that thing which we called Chachma of Atzilus, the highest place of Atzilus, that's what we mean when we say Atam Chacham. It doesn't just mean that he has a lot of Torah knowledge, that he knows more Psakim and more Deblakamar than somebody else. It means that he's Makusher to that Indian called Chachma. He's, he's connected to that world, which is called Chachma, which means he's connected to the Seichel, the Chachma of everything in this world. Right, Nachman has lost in the first term of the Kutim Rav. Nachman says in the first line, Every, every Yid needs to look at the Seichel Shebechol Dover. What does that mean? You have to look at the Seichel of everything. Everything has Seichel in it. What does Seichel mean? Right, how does a table of Seichel in it? Seichel means that I'm able to see where it came from. I'm able to see that ultimately everything in this world is sourced in a Lakos, sourced in the Rabbanu Shalom. So a Talmud Chacham is somebody who who's learns and understands that everything comes from Chachma. Which Chachma? The Chachma of the Rabbanisham. What is the Chachma of the Rabbanisham? Not human Chachma. That's what we said at the beginning of Parag Beis. Human Chachma is independent from the human. 
The Rabbanu Shalom's Chachma, like the Rambam writes, Ramada, who are you there? The Rabbanu is one with his Chachma. So a Talmud Chacham, in terms of Pneumius, the Baltanya teaches a Talmud Chacham, is not someone who knows more. It's somebody who, under, who knows more, not in terms of quantity, but in terms of quality. Somebody who knows that everything is ultimately sourced in the Rabbanu Shalom. He says, Hamakablam mebechinas Chachma, Shereyem esanoilad ma'ayin liyesh. Right, as I'll say, the Mishnah Perkeva says, Ezu Chacham, Hareyem esanoilad, right? What does it mean, Arayas and So again, Arayas and means someone who sees the future. That's the Pasha Taich. Well, Tanya's teaching, Arayas and means you understand where everything came from. You understand that everything ultimately is a Yesh, which came from an Ayan. That everything in this world that looks like it, it exists was ultimately sourced in that world called Ayan. So it's, a, it's Yesh right now, it exists, but it comes from something which is called Ayan. So a Talmud Chacham is somebody who is able to see the Chachma and everything. The real is that everything was Royas and to say that everything came from Ayan into Yesh. All the Shtalshalas of that Yeshus, of everything in this world, all the way from Elam all the way down, who hepech me begin is Ayan. Lezois Tachla Nafsha, begin is Cholis not Cholis Avasecha, the Shtapech Nafsha Mamish. So Mamela, Talmud Chacham is somebody who recognizes that at the beginning of all the Shtalshalas, the beginning of everything, even the highest, the Malachim and the Chais and Srof and the Fani Akkadish, everything comes from that world which is called Chachma, which is the idea that Rabban Shem and the Rabban Shem is one with his idea, which, like the Ramam says, we don't understand what that means. We can't grasp that, but ultimately the Rabban Shem is one with his idea, and the Talmud Chacham is somebody who's able to say that everything's Ezu Chacham, or Reis and Eilid, everything comes in that world called Ayin, was able to take, right? The Rabban Shem made a tremendous, tremendous nace. Rabban Shem made Ayin into Yesh, and the Surah Gadeshim explained to us that our goal is then to take Yesh and move it back into Ayin, to realize that all of Yesh just goes to one point, which is called Ayin, that everything goes to that same source, which is nothing, total bittal, total FS, it all goes back to that place, which is called Ayin. It says, She'inyin atamar chacham al pipnimius, hu mishem akabu machachma. Atamar chacham al pipnimius is not about knowledge, not about more, not about quantity, but somebody's makabu from chachma. The ezu chacham, harayya senoylet, pirish shara b'chol davar, eich noylet me'ayin le'yesh. The paladagatayich, and what the words, ezu chacham harayya senoylet, that's somebody can foresee the future. Okay, that's one aspect of Chacham. But the real Chacham is somebody who's able to see, not the future, somebody's able to see the past. Somebody's able to see that everything ultimately was sourced in that, in that beginning, beginning Mimer called, you know, Bereshis Nami Mimer, which is Bereshis Barley Kim. Everything comes back to that place called Ayin. That's the ultimate role of a Talmud Chacham. And that's, again, what he probably means over here, what, what the Gemara means. He's quoting the Gemara. And it says, Kola Davak B'Talmud Chacham, which, again, fits very, very nicely based on what we learned at the beginning of Parag Beis, that the Milo of a Talmud Chacham is that he's more connected to that world of Chachma than the Ama'aretz, because he's more connected to the Reish than is the Chal. That's, we, that's uh, just to understand the, the term called Tamid Chacham. Then in the brackets, he has a very posh Takasha. This is the Kasha that we, you know, we mentioned, Agav, and that's very nice. I understand the people that are connected to the Talmud Chacham. The Ama'aretz, who hangs around the Talmud Chacham, who wants to be Dovak to the Talmud Chacham, who's machni himself to the Talmud Chacham, I get it. But if you're telling me that every single person, every neshama is connected to the higher neshamas on top of them, to that they all work in that hierarchy of the body called neshamas. So what about a neshama, which is not just not mavatal itself, what about a neshama which is misnagat against a tzaddik? He's the person who's standing up there, you know, screaming, throwing things, making pashkevilam against the tzaddik. So you're telling me that this tzaddik, again, with it, we don't have clear knowledge who the tzaddik is, whatever it is, whether, whether he's revealed or not revealed, but that tzaddik is the source of the marka, he's a makabah for the shekin in this world. But here's a person who's not just not being makabah from him, he's being misnagged against him. So how does he receive a shefa? So he receives a straight from the Rabbanu Shalom? That l'chai would be a maila, not a chasarin, right? So, so how does that process work? So he says, Those are the peshea, and a meirid in the Tamil chachamim, yinikas nefesh ruach and neshama, where, do they, where is their yinika of the nefesh ruach and neshama shalahem? Mebechines acherayim shal nefesh ruach and neshama shal tamil chacham. They come from that place which is called acherayim, 
I think we mentioned this once before, but what does Achirayim mean? There's always two types of relationship that a person can have with the Rabbanu Shalom, and ultimately, you know, once we're talking about the Shekhinah, two types of relationships that a person can have with, with its Talmud Chacham. One is called Panam B'Panam, which is that there's a direct relationship. And one is called Achirayim, which means, in a very, in a very, very simple, simple, no example of this, weird is something which is, weird is something which is total Tumah. Where does, the, where does a, a base of Eidazara, where does it get its Chiyas from? It's a base of Eidazara, right? It's, it's the greatest Tisnagdus against the Rabbanu Shem Not talking about, you know, something which is maybe Eidazara, I'm talking about real Eidazara, something that's real Tfira. Where does it get its Chiyas from? So you have two options. Either you could say it doesn't get its Chiyas from the Rabbanu Shem, but then it wouldn't exist, right? It's impossible for anything to exist unless it gets direct Chiyas from the Rabbanu Shem. Unless, it, unless the Rabbanu Shem is being Mechayar every second, nothing exists without Chiyas from the Rabbanu Shem. Everything has a Nitzitz of Elokos inside of it. So everything has everything has chiyas from the rabbanu shalom. So how does the base of Zara have any chiyas from the rabbanu shalom? So the answer is is that there's two ways of chiyas. One is the chiyas of a base medrash. Base medrash has chiyas from the rabbanu shalom panav upon There's a direct relationship of the rabbanu shalom being mashpia on that place called the base medrash, the base knesses, a place called the yiddish home, a, a yiz neshama in a way which is panav upon It's direct. There's a direct relationship between the makabel and the mashpia, where the makabel is bachniya itself to the mashpia, the makabel becomes a keli, and Mimela is able to receive from he who is being mashpia, which is the rabbanisham. That's the way, which is called panam upanam. I, how does the base of Eidazar get it? How do things which are tummy, how does a, how does a pig get, it, get its chiyas? So a pig gets its chiyas in a way which is called acharayim. It also gets chiyas from the rabbanisham, but there's no real relationship. There's no relationship between the makabel and the mashpia, right? We all know the, the famous, the famous vart they say, from the Rebbe Rabbanu, from other Rebbe's, other Rebbe's, they say from Bali Musar as well, that the chasarn of the nachash, you know, which looks like the greatest smile is that he's going to eat offer constantly. So on the one hand, that means that he's never, ever lacking any food. At the same time, that's the greatest chasarn because then your relationship with the Rabbanu is not panam upon him. Now your relationship with the Rabbanu is acharayim. So you're getting everything you need, but there's no relationship between the giver and the receiver. The makabel and the mashpia have no shaykhs to each other. So you're getting everything. The credit card's there, the unlimited credit card's there, but, but there's nothing there. There's nothing connecting the two people. So where does the base of Eidazar get its chiyas from? The Rabbanu Shalom. It just gets its chiyas in a way which is called acharayim. It gets it in, acharayim is, the, you know, the Baltani gives a mashal, we'll see in the later prakim. Acharayim means, you know, the way somebody throws something over their shoulder. I can either hand something to you where I look you in the eye and I give you something or I can say, okay, hey, take it. You know what I mean? If you want to take it. You see sometimes the Mishalachim come to it like, see by the shtibol. There's, there's two ways that you can give a guy a dollar. Right? In, in halacha, it's very, very, it's fascinating. Halacha Sadaka. The Mechaber talks in, in Yoridei and Elchah Sadaqah about the, 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 their halachas. It's not talking about, in, not talking about a Musr, not talking about the Chavetz Chaim, talking about in Shulchan Aruch, their halachas about that a person needs to give the money, besimcha, a person needs to give it in a way that it makes a person feel good. If a person doesn't have money, the Mechaber Paskins, you have to be Mephias, the guy, and say, I'm so sorry, I don't have money. You know, it's, there's, there's much halachas about how to interact with somebody who's collecting money, somebody who's an ani. But you can, give them, you can give the dollar one of two ways. You can give the dollar where it's panam upanam. There's, there's a shaykhis between the makabal and the mashpia. You know, talk to the guy maybe for a minute, say something nice to him. Uh, you know, say maybe he'll tell you a var, you tell him a var, you hear what he's looking at. Even pressure to look at the guy's paper, right? Sometimes it's, it's giving the guy the, the, you know, the 10 seconds to actually look like they have this whole paper and they got it typed up and the, the, the English is terrible, mom is terrible on these papers. I don't know who they get to write these papers. The English is mom is terrible. The translations are off, the capitals, the grammar, it's mom is terrible. But you give the guy the, at least, you know, the, the time of day, they got printed it out and you look at it and you read it. So you're giving the guy, that's panam upana. There's now a relationship between you and the person receiving the money. People are very afraid of that because if I, you know, if I show him that I have some relationship, then he's going to try to push me to get more money. So people try to like stay very cold and stay like, you know, keep their distance. But ultimately there's a way which is panam upon him where I'm giving the money and there's a shaykh between the kabbal and the shbiyah. And then I could, you know, I could have a big pile of, you know, dollar bills on my, on my thingy and I just you know, hand them out. Like, you know what I mean? Without, without looking at the guy, without talking to the guy, they, they give the guy something. I read, uh, 
in, in River Sephraim, not that Greenbelt brings down, he's talking about he's not handling the halachas of, of giving money during, uh, during davening. If, it's, if you're allowed to be mafsik during tefillah to give, if it's right. So that's what Moshe did. Moshe used to have a pile, not to create a separation between him and the Mishalachim, but he didn't want to step, you know, stop in the middle of davening, get a big pile of coins in front of him, and every Mishalach would come by and take the coin. I don't think you could get away with coins. I think you have to have dollar bills now. But, uh, but that's what he did. It just, you know, so you can do that and you could just have that, which is nice. But ultimately, Panabapana means that there's a shaykhis between the Makabal and the Mashpia. And it's the same thing with the Tzaddik and those that are connected to him. There's a way of being Makabal at Panabapanim, where a person says, I know this is my person, this is the, I, I have shaykhis, I'm being Machnia myself, I, I, I'm doing that which I could do to further the relationship. And then there's a way of Achraim. Everybody's getting, everybody's getting the same dollar bill. The question just is, is it Panabapanim or Achraim? So that's what he says. Those that are Peshea and are Moirid, in the Talmud Chacham will also get the Yunika from the Rosh because that's the way the hierarchy works is that if the toenails are not connected to the Rosh the toenails will die and will, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll totally lose their Chiyas so they're also getting it but it's not getting it in a way where there's any direct relationship and that's a tremendous Chassar and they're not being dealt to the Talmud Chacham now he ends the, he ends the parak with the following Kasha Mashakasav and it's not 100% clear what the Kasha is we'll say maybe two ways to understand the Kasha and then Amitzah Shem we will finish the parak. He says, "Amasha kasev azayir will be zayir chadash she ikur tali she kadash atzmai v'shas tashmesh davka." Right? Masha in came in our ma'aret. So the zayir kadash talks in a few places about the about the importance and significance of the machshavas of the parents v'shas tashmesh that that can have a tremendous tremendous effect, spiritual effect on physical maybe as well, but a spiritual effect on what the child ends up ends up looking like spiritually based on the tahara of the, of the parents, based on, you know, if a woman went to the mikvah, didn't go to the mikvah, and based on what, the, what, the, what that whole maisa looks like, it can have a tremendous effect on the child. So he, he seems to be asking some sort of question. And the question is that Lamaisa desire says that it has to do with the, the, with the parents, machshavas and the parents, you know, their, their um, actions, b'shas tashmish, that will create what type of neshama it is. So, so there are those that learn that the kasha is that he's asking if every yid has a chelak of the kaimim al mamish. So how could he tell me that it's totally in what the parents, you know, what the parents have had, you know, machshavas b'shas tashmesh? Which that's not the kasha because we already answered that kasha. We already answered that you can have neshamas of atzilus and can have neshamas of asiyah. It's not a stira because they're coming from the same place. The question just is how many layers of ashtalshalus are there in between when it began and in between it coming out lamaisa. So the, the, the way the, the way the, the Rebbe, the Rebbe has an Aris and Tanya, the way the Rebbe explains, you know, this, uh, this kasha is that he's asking a different kasha. He's asking that it seems to be that what we said so far in this parak is that, and we'll, we'll talk about this barichas once we get into the avoid of the Benini, is that ultimately what type of neshama you have, Tzadik Benini or Russia, whether you have the, 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 the neshama of Atzilus or Asiyah has nothing to do with you. Now, of course, we'll say there's an avoid of a Benini, there's an avoid of Russia, there's an avoid of a Tzadik. There's practical things that you could do, but ultimately this hierarchy of neshamas is not Tali Bechal on you. It's not totally in anything that you do. So, yeah, not all neshamas are created equal, like we said the past two times. Not all neshamas are created equal, and that has nothing to do with you. You could be the greatest person, you could work on yourself the most, you still may not ever reach that level of being tzadik yisraelim. I, I worked on myself so much, yeah, but your neshama is not a neshama of atzilus, your neshama is a neshama of asiyah, I mean, you won't get to that place. So what the, what the Baltania seems to be asking is that if we're saying that this whole avodah, this whole hierarchy of neshamas has nothing to do with us down here, has nothing to do with, you know, we can't do anything to be Milo or Milo in it. So then what does the Zara Kaddish mean when he says that the parents have shaykhs to it? It seems like the parents have some effect on what type of neshama they're bringing down. No, again, it, it, it could be that would be possible that the parents can help decide whether they're bringing down a higher neshama or lower neshama. But the Baltani's understanding that it's not like that, that the, the, the parents and nobody in this world has any say and any, and any 
any capability to be able to affect Bechlal, whether the Neshama they're bringing down is the Neshama, which is a very high Neshama, Neshama Vatsilis, or a lower Neshama, they have nothing to do with it. I, the Zerah Kaddish says, it has to do with Machshava. So he answers it as follows. He says, So he says that the, there's two parts of every Neshama. And we'll talk about this a little bit in Paragimel, about the Levushia Neshama, but here he's talking about something else. He was saying that the same way you have a body, and the body is the body, and then the body is wearing clothing, Neshamas are like that as well. There's the neshama, you know, you are not your clothing, right? As much as, you know, Benjamin Franklin said, clothing make, man, clothing make the man, but you, you, you're not your clothing, right? You can change your clothing. You, you, can, be, you can be somebody totally different. You can, you can take over your clothing and put in rich man's clothing or poor man's clothing or, you know, a construction man, and you'll look like something else, but that's not you. It's not the panemius of where you are. It's a lavush. It's external. It's, it's, it's something external, but it's not you. You are not your clothing. The neshama also has the essence of the neshama, and then the way the neshama, the lavushia neshama, the way the neshama expresses itself. The way the Neshama interacts with the world, the way the Neshama interacts with the Guf. And we'll talk about that. There are three. Levushim, the Neshama, Machshava, Dibar, and Maisa. Those are Levushim, those are actions, those are ways that the Neshama can interact. So, in, in terms of the Neshama itself, the parents have no effect in it. And you can find that you can have people who are total, total Rishon. You can, uh, probably the easiest example of this is Tarach. You can find somebody like Tarach who is, you know, not just an Oivid Avaydazara, but somebody who was selling, selling Avaydazara to the world. He was, you know, Moichra Avaydazara. And he could have a child like Avram Avinu. So how is that child to have a child like Avram Avinu if you're a Tarach? I can't imagine that Tarach had, you know, holding Machshavah, Peshash Tashmesh, and had he came out with a child called Avram Avinu. How is that child? So Elamai, there's something called the Neshama itself, and the parents have no, have no effect on that Neshama itself at its core, at its essence. The Levushia Neshama, the, the external part of the neshama, the way the neshama expresses itself, the way the neshama interacts with the guf, that the parents do have an effect on. So mamela, now that, that still makes a huge difference, right? A person's trying to think, okay, so, you know, I, I don't have a major effect on the kids' neshama anyways. No, no, the levusha neshama is the way the neshama interacts, right? So your clothing may not be you, but they're a very important part of you because it's the way that you interact with the world. It's the way that you express who you are. So then levusha and neshama are also very important. So the parents can affect, you can have a neshama, you know, which is a neshama, a very, very high neshama, but because it's, it's in Levushim, which are very, very low, low Levushim because of the parents, Machshavas, Peshas, Tashmish, the Neshama is coming into the world with a disadvantage. It's supposed to be Tzadik Yisrael Elam. It's supposed to be a Gadla Dar. It's supposed to be a Tamar Chacham, a real Tamar Chacham. But what's happening is it's enclosed within these Levushim, which make it very, very difficult to do. Now, the Neshama still has the ability to push through the Levushim and break through because ultimately it's a very high Neshama, but it's challenged and it may not be able to do that. So the, the Machshavas the parents have are the Levushim for that Neshama, but it it doesn't affect the neshama itself. The neshama is either a high neshama or low neshama. That's the mitzvah of the neshama. And you can find also you can find somebody like you know Yitzhak, Yitzhak and Rivka can have a child called Esav. I think Yitzhak and Rivka have a child called Esav because that's the neshama that they were that they were given. It, it has nothing to do with Khalila. You know anything they had Vaharaya, the same in the same Harlada, they had Yaakov Avinu. Right? It wasn't it wasn't two different times. It was the same birth. It was the Yaakov Avinu. Shows that there are neshamas and maybe you know we can say again. I don't know if I can say this you know with certainty, but I imagine that the lavush of, of Esav may have been a very high lavush. But Lamaise, his neshama, the essence of his neshama was, was a neshama which also, we spoke about this before, was also very high neshama and had the capabilities, but ultimately didn't fulfill its task in this world. And it was a neshama which didn't utilize its capabilities properly and didn't nutzize what it was supposed to do and didn't end up, end up becoming, you know, ended up becoming Ace of Arash as opposed to Ace of Atadik. But ultimately, the Levushim could have been very, very holy because the Levushim of Yitzhak and Rivka, they're not Levushim of Esav. But the, the neshama itself, whether it's the neshama of Esav or Yaakov Avinu, that's totally told in the Rabbanu Shem. It says, <speaking in Hebrew> Or 
all the mitzvahs that the neshama does is through the lavash. The, the, the neshama is godliness. It's, it's, it's get l'chai. It's a lakos. But the neshama has to do something. Right? The neshama has to interact with the world. How does it interact? With the lavushim. That's what we'll talk about in Paragimel. It interacts with the world through lavushim. So the neshama, the neshama has a machshava, dibur, maisa. Those are all the lavushim which allow the, machshava, allow the neshama to be able to be involved in any, any maisa mitzvah, any, any action that it does which is good, is all coming from the lavushim and the neshama. So the lavushim, the, the the, the expression of the neshama is totally telling the parents. The neshama itself is not telling the parents. Not only the neshama itself, but even the shafa that the neshama gets is also coming from the lavash. Talking about the father. You can be, you can be mamshech kedusha to the neshama of his son. And even if it's a neshama gedola, we don't want to bring it into the world with the disadvantage of being enclosed within levushim, which are very low levushim. You can find a neshama gedola and kates. Avram Avinu can come to be the benoy of an adam and niv zevashafel. Right? And a ban of shalhamal leimdim teirah ben Abraham. You can have people that are mamish the worst of the worst. Haman is Amalek. And when a ban of shalhamal can be leimdim teirah ben Abraham. And when she calls up alkut teirah, parshas vayira, parshas vayira, betamim mitzvus, parshas bereishis. That it's not the neshama itself. The rabbanim can set up neshamas in different places. Why he does that? That's only the Rabbanishim knows why he puts Neshamas in certain families, why Neshamas will end up in a certain place. Well, I was talking to somebody recently, and they, he said that their, uh, you know, their school, was, the school was telling them, was, the school called them in, and they were telling them off about something that they had done, that they were telling the parents of something done, and said, you know, you're, 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 you're not allowing your child to become the next Ukhaim Kanievsky. You know, you're, you're, not, you're not giving your child the capability, like, you're bringing your kid up in a home where he's not going to be the next Ukhaim Kanievsky. So I said, you know, uh, obviously, the, the school's right. Obviously, the parents have to make sure that the levushim, that, that the external surroundings around that neshama are the purest as possible. But ultimately, the, you know, the neshama that's capable of becoming Chaim Kanievsky, and the Russian put into the world will do it wherever it is. The neshama that's not capable won't do it wherever it is. You have to make sure, again, this is the avoid of parents, is that the neshama itself, those neshamas, which is the Dike Yisai De'Elam, are not created by the parents. You can't create your child's neshama. The neshama is a mitzvah. The Russian puts neshamas into certain families for whatever reason he does, and it's only the Russian does. But the levushim, is all up to the parents. How that child, you know, what the child's surroundings are, that's totally telling the parents. The hashpa on that neshama, that's telling the parents. The way the neshama expresses itself is totally telling the parents. But the neshama itself is totally, is totally from the Rabbanisham, and that's a gift from the Rabbanisham. Adkan, Farag Beis, and the Hashem next week, we'll uh, pick up the Farag Gimel.